I do think there comes a point that we have to get real honest with ourselves and real honest with God. And the beautiful thing about God is he can handle it. Yeah. He can handle it. And then um, he actually invites us into that like raw, authentic connection with him. Um, but vulnerability is hard. And I know there's a lot of talk about, well, if we'll just be vulnerable, then we can have true connection. For me, it started with myself, yeah. getting real honest with myself and God. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of her king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. All right, all right. I am so excited for you guys to be here today and to get to know my friend Jen. And I say my friend, we're not officially friends yet. We're about to be. And you guys are going to see our friendship in the making, live and in action. And how I make friends is to ask questions and find out all the details. And slowly but surely, I'll fall in love. So I'm already in love with Jen because I told her prior to jumping on, I went down the rabbit hole of all of the places you can learn about people on their websites and their socials. And I love San Diego. And I I love that you do so much with your husband and your four kiddos. I love the just essence of your newest book. And I'm a wordsmith myself. So, so much about the subtitle even I want to dive into today. But Jen, I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. Oh, I'm really, really excited to be here. And um, you're right. We're not like real life friends yet, but I do remember when um, we stumbled upon each other in Instagram, I think is where it started. And I was like... This, this, this feels very familiar. Like there's just a knownness because we have a similar heartbeat. And even as I'm listening to the intro of this whole fit show, I'm like, yeah, yes. 
Amen. <laughs> same, same. So I'm really looking forward to um, connecting today and chatting. Yes, it's the best. And I think that's like why when people come into the inner workings of a podcast and they start to get to know people, it's like the connectivity of our voices and our sound and our energy. But that's why I love vodcasting so much is because the video essence really allows people to be like, oh, there's already some symmetry just with their energy and the way that they show up in the world. And that's that like spirit of, I think it's the light of the Lord, right? Um, but regardless, I, I know that there's backstory to that and um, where that's actually generated from and how that was kind of sharpened. And so I'd love to kind of take a lens of where did Jen kind of get started because you've got a long rap sheet of a bio. We could go down um, the family side of it. We could go down the author side of it, the speaker side. You're a conference host yourself. Um, and so I just want to know, like, I want to know all the details. Start start somewhere. I don't care where. <laughs> Start somewhere. Okay. Well, I won't go all the way back. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, I'll just take us back 20. Yeah. Um, and really, I think so much of my faith uh, matured and grew and actually even some of the theology. I was a church kid. I grew up in the church. I love my roots. I'm fond of my upbringing, but a lot of it got rocked a little bit. Um, when the greatest gift God gave me was very different. And that was the birth of my first child. And so, um, she'll, she's, she's 19. So that was like almost 20 years ago. And she was born with a unexpected diagnosis of Down syndrome. And my, my theology was always, um, on the biblical foundation. Yeah. I just think that somewhere along the line, I interpret God as some sort of like, um, you know, vending machine God, where like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna do good, and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna put this in like in, in awesome. the kingdom, yeah, and then you're gonna deliver good back, and we have like this great exchange. It's gonna be so much fun, God, right? That's the I'll best analogy. Yeah, good life. So when I got something that was unexpected, and this is this is sometimes controversial, but to yeah. be fully truthful, unwanted. Yeah. I wanted a healthy baby. She was my firstborn of four and I wanted a healthy baby. And, um, when that was not the diagnosis and not the outcomes, it just kind of really rocked me to the core. And I had some, um, a deep dive to take yeah. in all aspects of my health, physical, emotional, mental, and deeply spiritual. So that's kind of where, uh, things really got a little turned upside down that actually served me really well and ended up being for my, for my yeah. joy. Yeah, obviously. Well, what's interesting is one of my best friends, and I don't know like the time frame of when that diagnosis happened. She walked through something similar. And I remember like processing that as a friend, she didn't actually find out until that she was born. Yes. And so it was, we were just kind of like, how do you hold space for this? And it was, she was kind of grieving this idea of what her family unit was going to look like. And it wasn't that she didn't love her and that she wasn't just like so grateful, but there was also just this element of wait, this isn't the picture that I had created for my life. What do I do now? Right. Yeah. No, my daughter was a birth diagnosis as well. Wow. So not clued into the fact that that's what we were, that's what we were doing. This yeah. is what this is doing. And I would definitely describe it as, as grief. It is yeah. the loss of a life that you had dreamt up, yeah. <laughs> rightly or wrongly. Yeah. Vision you had in your head of what motherhood looked like, what yeah. your child was going to look like. Um, 
And I mean the whole package, not yeah. just the external things, but just sure, like this, the creation of the life and the dreams that you had for your home. Yeah. Um, and I think that we all kind of do, whether we actually like write it out or process yeah. through it that deeply is, is one thing or the other, but we kind of in our hearts. And so, yeah, so it was definitely, but I've learned that I can hold two things at once. I can hold both grief and I can hold gratitude. Yeah. And um, I think that continues to be a part of my journey. Um, not just with my, that, with my sure. daughter, um, but just in, in so many things that, uh, that I walk through in life, in all areas, um, I'm like, oh, there's just sort of an ongoing, there's going to be loss. There's going to yeah. be disappointment. There's going to be unknown. Um, you're going to have to walk through things that you didn't expect. And just when you feel like, okay, we got this, yeah. something else, right? But all the while I can hold gratitude because it is through, uh, well, the title of my book is Divinely Different. Yeah. And that is because I have learned um, over the, the back 20 that um, these different things, that were not planned or prepared for per se have been the most divine things that have literally shaped me to be um, a more joyful, impactful, connected human. And they have actually been the catalyst of more joy, more connection and more impact as a human. Wow. And at what point in the like revelations connected to all of that, did you decide to like create a community, create the significance concept of all of the other pieces that you were doing to bring other people into the fold of it? Yeah. Ah, good question. Um, you know, I would say my journey, it, it took a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it was not. Oh, sure. I, I'm one who likes to make meaning out of things right away. It's like, oh, this is, this is painful. There must be purpose. Plus yeah. that's kind of my, my spiritual context sometimes, oftentimes yeah. is, okay, this, this has got to be happening for a reason. And it is, it is happening for a reason, but I have learned to, um, maybe like take a minute and breathe for a second and let the Lord do his work in me first before I go then try to make work out of it and do like have this incredible difference, um, that it does on the world. So, Um, so, so, I mean, there was a few years I honestly, um, I didn't make meaning out of everything uh, externally yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of work that had to be done in me. Um, and so really, I would say the, la- the last 10 um, have been that pivot toward, okay, I, this is too good to keep to myself. Yeah. If this is my path. If this is the... Um, things that I've experienced, the emotions that I've held, the way that I've navigated that has now led me to this other side of like eternal perspective and joy that is not a choice, but it is actually produced because I'm connected to the spirit of God. Mm, That's good. Others must, I can't be alone in this and I can't, I can't hold it. I can't hide it. I want to um, make spaces, create rooms, share stories um, with others so they too can uh, make meaning and find fulfillment even through their their most different um, and kind of difficult moments of life. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the element of like being able to 
be in the both and like the, it's like the limbo of those, because I speak to that a lot about like identity markers of saying like, I am both an entrepreneur and a mom and a wife. I'm doing all of these things at one time. I don't have to like shift my hats and same goes with our emotions or the experience of that particular season of life. I mean, I don't think that at at any point in my life where I've just been all on a mountaintop or all in a valley, but I think we try to make sense of things. We try to create communication around them and people then also project what we should be feeling in that moment to say, oh, you know, I'm constantly apologizing or constantly trying to lift you out of a pit. And you're like, no, I actually had a really good day. And then there's almost sometimes guilt connected to the antithesis of the emotion that people think you should be feeling. So it's like, it's a weird chasm that you can get inside to just be like, you know what? It's okay to actually express myself today, to be crying one minute and to be filled with laughter when my kiddos come home the next, right? And that's Mm -hmm. the, the essence and the beauty of the emotional and human experience But as you said, and you alluded to a little bit, we see all these like mugs and t-shirts and bumper stickers that are like, choose joy and that, or choose happy. And that's like a really, um, uh, I think convoluted concept for people, especially through the religious lens of how do you just like pick that up and okay, I'm going to wear it. Cause that for me becomes a mask and it's the opposite of what I want to do. Talk to us about like the development and the awareness of being able to say, this is actually given to me. It's a gift and it's not necessarily, I have to internally develop. Yeah. Okay. Well, you are so my people. Uh, I have, well, I have a whole chapter in the book about life in the end. Yes. Because, oh my gosh. I am so with you on, it doesn't necessarily mean either or and in whether it's like these hats that we wear. Um, or the emotions that we feel that sometimes it is it, not sometimes it is almost always and every day. Always, yeah. Yes. I call it like an integrated life. It's all the parts becoming one and it actually is beautiful and so meaningful and very life giving. Okay. But I just had to say that cause I'm oh, like, so oh, like, what's happening right now? <laughs> um, the two, your, two, your thoughts around, um, <laughs> the the journey. Honestly, I think this is why health is so important. And the same way that you describe health is, is for me too, it's whole health. Yeah. It's not just fueling my body well, drinking my water and exercising. Like it's so beyond physical. Um, and while sometimes the emotional piece, the internal piece impacts the external piece, right? The body keeps oh, the score. Um, they again integrates it's and it's all of the things and i think um it is some of these like choose 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 um for me got translated a lot pull myself up on my bootstraps mm. pull myself up on my bootstraps and there came a point where i could no longer pull myself up on my bootstraps and all that did was create a ton of self-bullying right yeah for sure <laughs> and like and limiting at least like how's everybody else doing it and i can't seem to figure it out yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, like, I do think there comes a point that we have to get real honest with ourselves and real honest with God. And the beautiful thing about God is he can handle it. Yeah. He can handle it. And then, um, he actually invites us into that, like raw, authentic connection with him. Um, but vulnerability is hard. And I know there's a lot of talk about, well, if we'll just be vulnerable, then we can have true connection. For me, it started with myself. Yeah. 
getting real honest with myself and God, then it can happen with others. But it's like, if we aren't like deeply connected to God ourselves, it's really hard to deeply connect with others. So that for me, um, it had to stop being a, just a choice. Now hear me. There is decisions that get made. Sure. So, so, but the joy that has come was, came from a decision to get honest with God and then his response to me of, okay, well, here's what I actually say, which was a decision to dive deep into his words, Mm -hmm. right? The, 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 the principal word of God, the promise word of God, and then even the prophetic word of God. It kind of went like that for me. Um, but it was like, okay, I'm going to decide then to dig in there, to cling to his words over someone else's, to cling to his thoughts toward me over my own thoughts toward me. And as a result of that, the fruits of the spirit abounded and I was able to long suffer on in the times that were hard. So yeah, I could, I could cry, (laughs) cry in my closet and then actually be fully alive when the kids came home because I really began to actually feel my feelings fully with Jesus by my side, who made meaning out of them for me and enabled me to actually have really hard days that um, didn't take me out, that didn't that didn't keep me in bed. Um, and so that's been sort of the process for me. Does that, I mean, does that kind of oh, make sense? so good. No, it's so good. And obviously with like the fruits of the spirit, I'm literally always thinking of abiding and being in the tree and the fruit actually coming out. And when you say, and well, I say we, the society says choose joy, it's like they're trying to birth an apple or grow an apple based on choice, and it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't, you can't just decide today, today I'm going to have joy and it's going to birth off my tree or grow off my tree. It is, it's those decisions, those small decisions at a time that compound, that create the system of growth, which is the hydration connected to what you're saying to those words. Um, and then it becomes plentiful. And then you can access said joy on the day that you feel not so joyful. And then it is our option to say, I decide on joy today because it's here and it's bountiful rather than it came out of nowhere. And so that's a really, that's just where my mind, my visual mind went as you were talking. And I think it's so good. I obviously there's been a lot of other things that have occurred with since just having your daughter in the last 20 years, right? <laughs> That's not the only thing we wish that was the case. But as you, as you wrote this book and the, the three concepts of the divinely different, it's creating a significant life when the way is unexpected, unwanted, and unknown. Talk to us about some of the other storylines that are in that, that help propel people into living alongside your journey of a significant life. Yeah. So this book did not start with Addie because I actually had already processed through so much of that and thought, and life seemed to be smooth sailing. And it was actually 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you're good. Okay, God, I get it now. Let's go. Yes. And Ashley was kind of in go mode when wow. then the rug was ripped out from underneath of us. And the main, where I begin this book is the story um, of our life where my husband really lost his job. He was, he was let go and it was really, really hard because we were in ministry. So then how do Christian people do that to each other? Right. Which it happens. (laughs) They're not bad people. It's just life. We live life and like we change our minds and things shift and turn and circumstances happen. And so, um, 
but it was deeply difficult because again, I, we had a dream and a vision and a pl- we had a plan for our life. Always, and, always. <laughs> and when, then we were told actually no and it's the end of the road, it was, it blindsided us because we just had, we didn't have another plan. We didn't actually have a plan B. Yeah. And um, so <laughs> that, that was, again, unexpected, unwanted, and it left us really looking into what we felt like was the gray. And I think a lot of times when we feel um, something unknown, it looks like it's just gray. Yeah. It's just gray. And that kind of propelled us on a journey. And we um, actually left obviously left the, the ministry that we were a part of, which was in the suburban part of, it was a coat. We were cozy. We were super comfortable. And I think <laughs> now I'm like, oh, okay, let's not get we too cozy. too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Uh, yeah. And we, we, um, moved to the, the core of our city. We live in the urban part of San Diego yeah. and we actually started a church. Um, and in conjunction with starting a church, um, it required, well, well, we needed to be bivocational because there was actually, <laughs> there, there was nothing to start this church. So, um, we needed to be bivocational and we were young. I mean, yeah. we had kids in elementary school. We, we'd been in ministry over 20 years. Yeah. So we knew some of the odds were not in our favor. And we actually kind of understood, oh, church, church plants fail and urban church ones really do because they're viable. <laughs> yes. It's harder in the city for just financial reasons that would enable it to, to be viable. So I decided to go to work. Um, and that whole, that was another unknown because I had always done stuff like in the church. And then I had right. mostly been home. I'd mostly sure. been home having babies for 10 sure. years. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So then like literally at the exact same, like, can, uh, you know, yeah, transition of time. Yeah. Uh, we planted the church and I started on this wild entrepreneurship journey and became a health coach, which felt outside of the box for me, but God's plan. And when like, I I'm big on listen to Jesus and do what he says, because I did not see it. And I actually even was like, Lord, there's a lot of other ways you could provide for us really. And he was like, really? And it, I, I, there was no denying that this is what he was he was asking me to do. And so I do believe obedience is a superpower. (laughs) So I'm like, Hey, we don't have a plan B, but you do. And, um, I started a business and we like simultaneously, um, launched the church. I launched a business and that was a decade ago. Wow. And you're still doing that. Are you still doing health coaching? I still, I still absolutely do, which has led, um, honestly, it has become a beautiful part of our journey and our story. And it has actually, um, enabled me to serve a ton of people in a way, in a felt need with a tangible felt need that I honestly, um, never knew I needed. I I always felt needs of the body of Christ. Um, this is just a tool I didn't have in my belt. And so, and the personal development piece um, is so required for people to actually create yeah. true health in their life. So discipleship is sort of a part of that. And then it's actually enabled me to open up my world and it's brought in my own mind and my own yeah. thinking, which has led to a lot of what I do um, with what you were talking about with the significant conference and, right. and groups, uh, some like group coaching in a more like whole health with spiritual yeah. health components yeah. and retreats. 
So yeah. Just read this really interesting book and I had no idea that it had a health coaching element to it. Um, it was called Millionaire and Missionary. Have you read this before? I have not. It sounds it's amazing. phenomenal. And the woman is very aligned in the health coaching space. And again, I was not reading it for that reason. Somebody gave it to my mom and I liked the title. And I was like, that sounds great. Let's go. And then yeah. I end up finding out that that's something that she's like, literally her and her husband have grown their own um, millionaire mission experience and it's global. And she was talking about how she had always only done stuff in the church and this broadened her perspective on the needs of people way outside of what the religiosity can sometimes develop inside of the walls of the church. And she was actually able to extend her ministry in to people that never would have stepped foot in a church. And so there's a lot of beauty around that. And I have a lot of people in my like business coaching perspective who never really know exactly if they're supposed to put their faith in the forefront of what they do, if it's just the foundation, if it's something that propels them from behind. And then it's kind of like a, oh, secret when people come in. How did you manage, because you were so used to that in, in ministry, how did you manage or decide to go about that when you first jumped in to what you were doing with the health coaching? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was something I navigated quite a bit. Um, I just think that for me, Jesus is the center. Yeah. So I don't even look at it as like, okay, uh, God, family, ministry. Right, 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 right. <laughs> actually just Jesus at the center and then all of the things around. So that a little bit actually gave me conviction for me, right? Yeah. It's a conviction. So it's not necessarily yes. a biblical like truth. Yes. A conviction that how I worked it out for me, I was like, yeah, it, it's the only way I, I know mm -hmm. to be. So I led with it. Yeah. I've just let they know, they know that they're yeah. getting, <laughs> yeah. they're getting Jesus girl when they work with me. Now, interestingly, um, I have, so, I have had people come to faith as a result of yeah. me being their health coach. Yeah. Uh, so I do definitely, I don't abuse, I wouldn't say that I, I was gonna say abuse my platform. I don't necessarily, um, I do take a little of the John Maxwell approach. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's Maxwell as a Christian, yeah. but when he's, Speaking about his business, um, he doesn't like sit there and then preach a sermon. I, I I do the same, but when it in my social media, when you see me, whatever your introduction to me is, it's likely that you're going to be like, oh, and she's and she loves the Lord, yeah, um, Christian or whatever. How oh, she follows Christ, right? Um, early um, as we were building the church and I was building the business, as I would meet people and as yeah. I would with people and engage, I would often internally be saying, oh, okay, what, Lord, what are you doing in their life first? Are you getting them like right. healthy and I'm going to coach them or are they, do they need Jesus now? Yeah. Which one first? Yeah. It's different for everyone, but oddly at some point it all, it integrated again and it, well, it would, has to right i mean yeah. that's the thing that is like the depravity of of humanity to be honest is they do try to cyclone off these different boxes of themselves body being one and we know that the trinity is an example of who we are in that and that we cannot keep our body as a separateness to the mission and to the spirit and so it's really it's 
it's a no brainer in my perspective, but I've always been very like body and health conscious. Now, was it always aligned consciousness? No, it was very much secular consciousness, in fact. And yeah. God had to strip me and convict me of those things in the process. And so it's a journey no matter what, but I always encourage people to understand that it's like not that balance wheel, it's an alignment factor. And in different seasons, you know, I'm hard in the paint in my workouts and different seasons. I'm like really focusing on what's going in my mouth and what's not going in my mouth. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and yet it's not something I can ever completely disregard because then I am, I'm not equipped enough on my body. Literally, I can't sleep. I can't function. How am I supposed to show up to pursue said mission? And I think that's where a lot of people are right now in their lives is just like, my, I can't sleep. I, my body is not working. I am constantly uncomfortable. Like the leaky gut syndrome thing is everywhere. Anxiety and depression stemmed from health issues. And so what people are saying, um, on the outside context of a spiritual, um, deprivation is really connected to our physical deprivation. Yeah. Okay. So you said something that about, coming from it from maybe a cultural perspective at some point you're like same wait but I wasn't there when the Lord like sort of asked me to or or led me to health coaching yeah I wasn't in that space and so it was a part of me that's like oh Lord how can I put myself out there and talk about physical health when um, this scripture, I, I definitely took it out of context. It yep. definitely, but it was like, but man looks on the outward. It's you that look on the heart. And I don't want to communicate a message that says anything other than that. Yes. yes. And so been, but I knew he told me to coach. And so I, on my own journey, um, I came to learn and grow, um, in that so much of what is showing up, everything you just described, man, yeah. you are, so <laughs> this is why we're like harder. We knew it. <laughs> I mean, and you're so you communicated so well. It is why um, both the world and the body of Christ are are hurting. I mean, there's lots of reasons, but it does. Yeah. So much of our body holds the hurt. Yeah. And then I found in the church where this helped me in discipleship. Um, in the church is it is the drug of choice, and it's a permissible one yep. to eat. And soothe every, eat and drink all your feelings, all your feelings. And so in both, like both contexts, I felt like what a gift that I can actually now speak to and practically guide through a process that will help find freedom so that you can truly be all that God created you to be. So we are straight on that. So like such an empathetic lens to people, right? And like, I think there's the conversation too when we're in shape or or healthy, it, it almost has this like ostracized, like, oh, she's just always, she's just skinny or, oh, like we don't work for it. And I'm like, if you knew what I, how, like literally my kids write on the sheet about on Mother's Day at school, I get, what's mama's favorite food? Salad. I'm like, no, it's not actually my favorite food. I just know it's the best food for me. No, I want a steak and potatoes and a big garlic knot with butter all me too y'all but it, I got salmon this last like there's a couple that I recently got salmon good. I do less okay okay we're moving a little bit off of just lettuce <laughs> thank you for <laughs> but this goes back to decisions right we don't just 
choose a salad. It's a decision to have the salad that then reaps and bears the body that allows us to move and, and be mobile. And so it's a, it's a wild like con- connection point. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I know that there's obviously in the health arena, though, there's the whole concept of mental health. They do 100% play together. Um, But I would love like because I think women struggle most here. Like our mind is our biggest battlefield, despite in shape, not in shape, having an amazing experience in motherhood, not having an amazing experience in motherhood. It's just we're our worst enemy and often we'll blame cast the enemy. And it's like, no, actually, we're the ones who's just bringing ourselves down. What is like your way of helping people from a mindset, talked about personal development, into their mental health arena with the Lord? Yeah, it, it's true. And I mean, I think that, that that passage of scripture, take captive every thought and make it obedient mm-hmm. um, to Christ is like kind of has to become a, a narrative. Yeah. <laughs> like. But because the negative thoughts, I mean, we all know what well, we know the stats just yeah. on the of negative thoughts that just go through our mind. And so, um, I, this will not be new to you. Um, probably not even your listeners, but like having a deciding, deciding to have a consistent time. I don't even want to call it a power hour. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that just even the thought of an hour daily will begin the negative mindset and the like downward spiral of so many. But, um, I, we have, I have had to come to a place and I have to, and I guide people. We have to meditate upon the word of God. Like, and even if that means getting the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app and doing the five minutes, like read the scripture, listen to the person that's talking about the scripture and then like reading the devotion that goes with the scripture. I mean, that takes five minutes because without that, we, there, there is, we will be a, we will be a mess. Now I am a big believer in counseling. I am personally not a counselor. I go to counseling and I, I end up referring a ton of my clients. I think it's time for a counselor. Like this great, we've got great habits in place for your, um, you know, 
your your physical health. We have great, even some great habits in place with journaling and having a friend and fitness and all of these things. Perhaps now it's time to talk to somebody that can help you bring like whole healing. Um, so I'm a big proponent for that. But I mean, the the habits of health are essential and key. And then meditating upon God's word. Honestly, breath prayers are a big one for me because again, like my mom is a total intercessor. It is not uncommon for me to call home, home, my old home, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mama's home. And my parents are both retired and my dad tends to be the one that answers yeah. these days. It's hilarious. I'll be like, oh, your mom's in the garage. That has been my mom's space as long oh. as I can. She would go to the garage and pray. She's a true intercessor. I'm not. Right. I'm not. I, so I have actually, like, I mean, I probably should be, but I'm not spending hours. Yeah. Like my knees like that. And But I do these breath prayers. One is like, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I love that. Oh, and I will, it's, it's rooted in scripture, but I will just inhale. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And I went through a season of having panic attacks and I would have to just like pull the car over and the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need to, there's, there's science to that Uh, that calms my, the back of my brain and gets me back in alignment and then it's the truth of God's word instead of whatever story I was telling myself and however the enemy would love to use the story that I'm telling myself, you can combat that with truth because that's, that is real. Mm. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. That's beautiful. I've never heard of a breath prayer before. I'm like, do you have more? Can I get them on your podcast? <laughs> have more. Yes. And that's so good. Yeah, yeah it, I know how critical breath work is, and I obviously know how critical prayer is, but I've never heard of it like combined like that. Okay, well, I actually shared one today that I do for my yes. kids, like on, on Instagram, um, and it's just like, "Lord, guide me, so I can guide the hearts of my kids." It takes away some fear. That's so okay, because guide me, God. You know, and that one's not necessarily scripture; it's a biblical yeah. principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something because I've had a few middle of the night wake ups. I'm parenting teens. And they're making big decisions. And I'm like, I can I can wake up with a little bit of fear. And I'll name that. Like, it's a spirit. So, okay, spirit, spirit, you don't belong here. Yeah. And then go back to sleep. It's like, okay, God, just keep guiding me as I guide the heart of my kids. And that's just, that's my job. That's all that he, that's all he purges me. Yeah. So, yes, I have more. I have more. (laughs) Good. I love that so much. It's so peaceful and we need more peace, right, y'all? I think as as we're closing this out, Jen, I want people to, one, be able to connect with you, but like where from all, I mean, because you do so many different options and people obviously can hear that there's an opportunity to work alongside you from a health coaching arena. I want to talk a little bit about how your husband has been aligned to that and what you all do together. I am a huge proponent of like, hubbies and wives being able to actually have an element of ministry together. And obviously, is he still pastoring a church full-time? We resigned in 2019. Wow. Okay. So tell me what what's what does life look like? Yeah. Life has been wild. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So just quickly, he resigned yeah. in 2019 at the very end, like Christmas yeah. season with our last services with the intent to take a sabbatical and maybe three months, six months. Yep. And then the pandemic, uh, there was a moment of panic, like, what am I going to do? But then it was almost like, well, everybody else was really losing and wrestling with the loss. And 
for us, it almost became relief. Like so peaceful. Yeah. It was like, oh, welcome world. Welcome to this. You know, because we had, uh, the church had been honestly our, like our, the vehicle by which we fulfilled our, our calling. Yeah, of course. Uh, So that was gone. And the community. Now we could, our, we just went to the 10 year anniversary. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, and it's beautiful. And the harvest that the Lord is, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And, um, probably the most healthy departure I've ever had from a space. So wonderful, but appropriate to actually like go find new community and let them be, you know, let them be. Yeah. 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 We're not going to come and just be like, sit on the front row. Like, how you doing? (laughs) doesn't work like that. We need to make a clean break. Leave and Um, leave. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, I mean, so we'd lost a lot. Um, now I will say my, my health coaching business did really spike in that season. I think it was just front of mind for so many people. Um, I was, I already could reach people around the nation. So it, I had, there was easy access to me. Um, and a lot of his, um, leadership gifting, a lot of his, um, ability to really, uh, train and teach people came into play. So he, he began to have a voice in my business, um, more and more. Um, but now, and so, and then as a result of that, we ended up launching a podcast together. So we do have the significant life podcast. Um, and we've done a few retreats together and, and things like that. He's done some more in the business space, um, helping people put biblical principles into their businesses. Um, but he just now three years, um, he needed to go through some healing himself. Like we're big on taking personal responsibility and finding the whole health that we need. So he he got that time and he is now re-entering into, um, more of a consulting role with some churches and things like that. So So he's kind of re-entering there. Uh, I have come to like him in my, like my businesses. And I still need a lot of what he offers, even in my like significant um, space. Right. And then I do there, he's really helpful um, on the, like the strategic side. He's great at structures and systems. So he's still a lot on the back end, but he's, he's moving forward, putting his faces now. So that's been, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's always wild when there's like shifts and changes like that, especially for, I mean, essentially pastors are entrepreneurs too. And I don't think a lot of people think of it that way, but they are. Whether or not they understand that is a something I'm on mission to unlock for people. And I'm sure he's doing a great job at it. Um, but it's that understanding that like your whole life changes and then you're both in this place of like, wait, now we have to build something from the ground up again, because that's what church planting is. It's like, literally, there's nothing there, and then you grow. And so kudos to you guys for getting on the other side of that and doing the hard work, because there's a lot emotionally that goes into that. And um, I recall when there's uh, one of my best friends who is alongside our nonprofit, his name is Pastor Anthony Hart, and he um, went through a lot of like title variability and like losing that title and losing all those people underneath you and something that you feel like you've put all this time and energy into. And then you're like, well, who am I? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think the title piece to no matter who you are is doing that work now so that if a title is ever removed, you recognize that that's not where your identity comes from. Um, But it's generally in a, in a place that doesn't feel so good that you have to do the hard work. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We yep. just come to a place where we strongly believe that our vocation yeah. 
you're not going to change. Vocation yeah. is rooted in the Hebrew word of voice. Yeah. Like the voice that God has given us is not going to change. Occupation will. Yes. The vehicle by which we exercise that vocation is is yeah. is going to shift and change. And so we hold those things loosely. Yeah. Um, but the call on our life, the vocation that God has given us, that voice that we have, um, that that's not going anywhere. So it does help with the trust factor as we've kind of navigated again, unexpected changes and un- unwanted circumstances that yeah. none of us over the last three years, it's, it has, it's like, okay, well, Lord, you're doing something. So yeah. again, do something in me, um, make meaning out of it in me first. So then I can then go share it and, so and shop. So I have one final question. It's kind of selfish for my best friend uh, about your daughter. Addie is her name. I think I heard you say that. So Addie has three siblings, right? Girls, boys. There's, uh, it's, there's three girls, one boy. Okay. Addie's oldest. Then I have another daughter who uh, here and then a son and then another daughter. And they're all like a year and a half, two years apart. Oh, wow. So close. So how has been raising up a daughter with Down syndrome alongside kiddos who don't have Down syndrome been from a mothering perspective and also just like um, a friendship perspective? Because I think there's a lot of like helping Addie from that lens. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it is um, a gift to both sides. So, um, her siblings, I think, have made her better because um, her siblings, one, she learns from them, even though she's the oldest. Yeah. Um, again, they were very close in age, but even the practicals like talking and sharing and all these like different things, uh, it she had to rise to the occasion a bit because she's yeah. just in the mix. And so they have helped her. Um, grow and become, you talked about the becoming process, even in your, in the, in your intro of your show, um, they have helped her become, and she has helped them become, she has helped them to become more empathetic, um, more inclusive. Mm. Uh, it is fascinating for me to watch my kids interact with other kids. They have, it's, it's, it's almost convicting because my kids have very low, they have literally, (laughs) like virtually zero judgment toward any other kid. Wow. And then they, they, they see it from, Oh, perhaps they're on the spectrum. Maybe that's why they acted out like that. Like they just, wow. they look through a lens of such compassion and inclusion because it's their world. Yeah. Um, and so, um, they, they don't really, like, I, I think too, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me when I left the hospital with Addie yeah. was, I want you to go out, I want you to treat her like you were treating any other child that you were leaving the hospital with. Yep. And I want you to go and let her light shine and show the world what I deem as worthy. Nice. She is worthy. Yeah. And so even in our home, there's been a bit of Addie doesn't get special treatment. She needs more support. Right. And sometimes she, we got to go a little slower, which is actually good for us. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. But then it's good for her to not be coddled right. and not and some sort of special treatment. And as a result, um, they have very typical sibling connections. So <laughs> yes. they, they all like can have a blast together and they can love and have a lot of fun and they get on each other's nerves and Addie annoys them to no end at times. 
Um, and that makes them laugh like crazy at times as well. So I love that so much. So thank you for sharing. It gives us a little glimpse of the home life, right? I think it's so critical. Well, Jen, it's been so good. I, again, I feel like I already know you, but it was still fun to hear some of your stories and I'm excited to hear um, and get connected at the Significant Life and you have Significant Life groups. So you have a conference and these options, um, which is ultimately helping to equip and empower women to create the life they love on the foundation of faith, which is this whole show. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world. And when I'm in San Diego next, I can't wait to hug your neck. Yes. Come do that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Any final things you want to share with the community before we pop off? No, it's just been a joy to be with you. And I look forward to coffee in real life. Likewise. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. And Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there check it out and thanks again life audio for being you finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack at the story behind podcast we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone and even hear about how one vip passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com.